Coot. Coot right through. Got a pass on to Brass, and Brass is it for the try. Oh, so easy. Nettie to Flannery. Flannery to Rickardson. Rickardson to Fletcher. Fletcher puts the arm up, and he goes over. Fletcher scores. Now it's one-way traffic. Williams has got the ball. Gets it on to Maloney. Sets himself. Kicks for Tupo. Tupo and Williams. Tupo! Well, Roosters fans, what a night on Saturday night it was up there at BB Prince Stadium, Mackay. Well, Roosters 44, Titans 16. And it started out a little shaky, some shades of our past couple of weeks, and then bang, James Teddy Tedesco, our captain, our leader. Well, didn't he put on a show? He was like a Kiss pinball bells, just bouncing around the field, setting up tries, scoring a couple. Joseph Sawali, Daniel Tupu. I mean, the wingers just, oh my God, OMG is the word. And of course, the ever-reliable Joey Manu. Well, didn't he perform? Not to mention Victor with ball in hand. Forwards, pushing forward. Lindsay Collins, great meter jump the middle. So much to like, so much to talk about. And of course, how fitting that today we're going to interview Joseph Sawali in the studio where Paddy Sawali is also, our own Pat, is also a co-host. Paddy, Bells, welcome this week to Roosters Radio. Yes, boys. Great to be here again this week. And it was great to get that win up on the weekend over the Titans. Uh, we did start slow again. It was a bit shaky there. They scored that easy try, you know, in the first mm. few minutes. And it was like, oh, no, here we go. But the boys dug deep and they did really well. Yeah, super impressive. I mean, Captain James Tedesco, he stood up when we needed him. He's been great for us the last few weeks, but the one on the weekend was just a whole other ball game. He really just showed why he's the best in the league, and he just led by example. And as he said, that young young Suwali followed through, and Tupo just does what he does best. Off a game suspension, he was obviously raring to go, and they both put in great performances. Yeah. Well, I've got to give the club a wrap. Silky and I took the time. Uh, you know, we were asked to host up at the club. It was a terrific evening. Unibet, our uh, you know club betting partner, had held a function upstairs. Big Joe from our marketing team, Joe, Joey Cramp, uh, was holding court, and they all come downstairs to the Artie room, and uh, Artie's bar down there is a fantastic, uh, just a really good environment to watch football. Big screens everywhere, you know, some special events have been held up there over the years, and it was a great night, and we had such a good time with the fans, talking to some of the legends. We had Egan Butcher up there. We had um, Adam Kieran up there, and they were just talking about their experiences, and they're both injured as well. So one of the highlights for me uh, the other night was halftime. I got to talk to some legends. I want to thank him for coming up. Russell Fairfax, who's always up there. Terry Murphy, uh, centre three-quarter from the 70s. Uh, Tez was a great insight. Mick McLean, outstanding you know, Queensland player, uh, Australian player. And, of course, Trevor Patterson. If you don't know Pato, you don't know the Roosters of the 80s. Just legends. They gave their insights. And Terry come up with one point, which I think is a huge, huge leveller for all Roosters fans. He said, look, if you take out of any NRL team, Boyd Cordner, Jake Friend, the two Morris twins. He said, if you can add into that Mitch Orbison, he said, Cooper Cronk, you know, it wasn't always here. We bring him in, but they've been long-term Roosters players who have guaranteed success. 
there's going to need to be time had. And I think our Roosters fans need to take that into account. I thought it was a cracking point, Bells, because if you think about the calibre of those players, there's players in their positions and, and they're doing their bit, but they're starting the journey of getting their craft. In a few years, they'll be right. So can we make the eight? Definitely. Can we make the four? Absolutely. Are we going to try and win a grand final? For sure. But Roosters fans, let's just be patient and have a look at what we've got coming through. I think it was a terrific point. Yeah, and I think we've got to realise that we've got great young players coming through, but they need to develop and gel as a team. I mean, you can't have a squad of individuals. So it takes time to build that certain cause and just knowing where certain players are on the field. I mean, you know, Walker, for example, just will start to learn where Teddy is left and right. He just won't even have to look. And once those relationships and that on-field chemistry starts to come together in the back end of the season, I think we'll be ready. I agree 100%. I only said to Mick the other day that um, we're building and he's like, building? Look at the names you've got. And, you know, one of our football arguments that we have was, um, yeah, but it doesn't matter. We have we do have so much talent across the park. But it's like what you just said, Paddy. It's the combinations. It's playing together. It's the chemistry. And that'll all, it's round what you said as well, Bush, round 10. And it'll all just come together beautifully by the end of the season. Well, I touched base with Terry this afternoon uh, just on a business matter. He does a lot with the Roosters players. And if you're looking for office supplies, quick unceremonious plug for Tess. Give Terry Murphy a call and uh, you know, get your office uh, fit out. Don't go to Office Works, go to Terry Murphy. But he said this Kiri's only played seven games at halfback and he hasn't played with Sam Walker uh, more than a handful of games either. So, as you rightfully say, it is the chemistry. It is just getting those combinations right and they're tweaking it. One standout for me Victor Radley with the ball. Yeah, he really took on the line a lot more, didn't he? Didn't he? I think I don't know if that's a confidence thing coming back because again he's been injured for a while and yep. he just tucked the ball under his arm and went forward and really got the ball going. Yeah, he played well on the weekend and also Jared, you know, up the front. I think the forwards actually came well together and they made the yardage for mm. I mean, you look at the tries and it's all the backs that obviously scored the tries, but you've got a double for our wingers and then Teddy scoring three tries, although Takiyaho snuck one up the middle there as well. But the forwards went forward really well, and um, we were just able to capitalise on that and and start scoring those tries and getting over the line. Bells, what else caught your eye uh, as our official stats person on Roosters Radio? What do you think? Well, I mean, Teddy, of course. We've we've spoken mm. about him. And How many metres did Teddy run? 226 metres wow. on the weekend and a couple of line breaks, and obviously his three tries. He hit 100 NRL tries on the weekend, boys, so he's just a – try scoring machine but as I mentioned a moment ago Jared played really well 185 run meters so he was up there with um 13 hit-ups and yeah it was it was just it, it was a great game across the park and uh, Natty Butcher played awesome as well he, mm. he topped the tackle count and 43 tackles so he he had a heavy workload on the weekend and a big shout out as well Bells to Daniel Tupo he's just overtaken Sean Kenny down the all-time try scorers list Number two, just behind Mini. So he's not far off. Tupo's on 122. Mini finished on 139. So you know what? I think he might catch him, to be honest with you. Yeah, that'll be interesting because he's got another season, you know, another year next year and hopefully more to come. But he's, um, I, I think he will catch him. He's so reliable, isn't he? Like you just, Daniel Tupo's just there and then all of a sudden something happens and the next minute you know, uh, you know, he's over the line. And, and especially when they put those little kicks up or, you know, a bomb, he's just so tall. I will say on one occasion, one thing I did note, Daniel Tupu, I thought he was going to be a certain, but it was a terrific effort. It was David and Goliath, Corey Thompson from the uh, Gold Coast Titans, stood back on the dead ball line, come forward, jumped off Daniel Tupu's knee and took the ball. It was amazing. Well, he was allowed to do it once, but that was about it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was all over him. <laughs> Didn't happen again. <laughs> no, that was it. 
And just some other stats, guys. Our completion rate was a lot better. It improved immensely. It was 73%. Still got a lot of room for improvement there as well, um, you know, coming in towards round 10 this weekend. But 73% a lot better than what we've done in the last few weeks. We did have nine errors, which I just yeah, still get a little bit frustrated because they're unforced errors, a lot of these errors, yeah. and they're just yeah. killing us. So we do really need to have um, – well, I'm sure Robbo is, but we need to try and tighten them up and play Roosters footy again. Absolutely. And I think uh, another positive, though, Bells, to, to finish this segment on a positive note, goal kicking. Wasn't it good to see Sammy Walker oh, slot Sammy him over Walker. so much more consistently than in the past? He spoke about it a couple of weeks ago on Roosters Radio, and you can just see the setup. And he just, as you said, Bells, that cheeky little smile when it goes through the post just comes out. And there's so much to like about a young man who uh, you know has achieved something like that. Well, boys, now it's time to bring on our special guest. Very, very exciting. We've got Joseph Sawali. The fans have been calling for it, Bush, and he's such a cool, collected young man, so I'm really looking forward to talking to him. Can't wait. Well, you're on Roosters Radio. We'll be back right after this. Well, Roosters fans, what a treat this is. Paddy and Bell's, I, I can't tell you, this man's come out of the blocks with so much expectation, and if you've been watching our games, he's met them every single week. If I could do what he did at 18, I would have been a lot of things, Paddy. And I can tell you right now, we can only marvel at what he's doing so far. And in years to come, heaven help the opposition. Roosters fans, would you please welcome to Roosters Radio on Debu. I can see how excited you are, Bells. Joseph Sawali. Joseph, welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks very much for coming on, mate. It's uh, it's your Debu on Roosters Radio. And uh, may I just kick off? Firstly, congratulations on your form. Uh, you must be really pleased with it. Yeah, no, it's been, I think, yeah, the pre-season was a bit interrupted, obviously, with the injury, but, yeah, coming in, I think I come in round, I can't remember what round would I come in, but, yeah, I had the first couple of rounds in um, reserve grade and slowly got into it, and, then, yeah, obviously played against the Warriors my first game, so, no, it was good to be back and just trying to do what the team needs, so that's no, been good. Mate, on Roosters Radio, we try and get insights for our fans, and, you know, we all know what we read in the paper, and it's not always exactly the story so can we take you on a bit of a journey so you played your junior footy in the in the south comp can you just talk us through what got you to arrive here today and at the club we all know the the big story of uh, nick politis in the car park with the checkbook and a mercedes but um you know what what was your journey like <laughs> from a kid <laughs> nah I'm, a, I'm actually a Penrith junior so i grew up grew up out um in Dumbo park yeah out, out west so family still lived there so yeah, I'm, I'm still go back there like on, on the weekends and all that stuff. So yeah, I grew up out there and played my footy. Started at St Mary's when I was probably four years old. Dad tried to put me in actually when I was like three, but yeah, so they put me in four years old, and then from there played one more junior footy at Glenmore Park Brumby. So I'm actually yeah, and then I moved over to Coogee Wombats when I was probably thirteen or fourteen, and then played Harold Mats for two years, and then. Yeah, kind of, and um, spoke to Robo in the club, and then kind of made a tr- transition over to the good side. So, yeah, Joseph, what was the decision? What What was it? I mean, you obviously, you know, you're pretty hot property. Obviously, you're, you're a great athlete, so much talent, and so much to gain in your career. What was the deciding factor for you in meeting with the Roosters? Yeah, it was a, it was a tough process. Um, obviously, it was always, it was all over the media and all that stuff, and it was pretty tough because I just didn't know what I wanted to do at the time. And I think when I spoke, sat down and spoke to Robo. And um, yeah, when I spoke to Robert, he kind of mentioned how like the club's family and 
my um yeah my heart my heart was kind of just like because yeah at the time it was obviously a hard decision and then yeah my heart kind of said I wanted to be at the Roosters and it's kind of yeah, followed my heart and then yeah was here so any truth that Craig Fitzgibbon wrestling coach demanded that Nick Politis and Russell Crowe wrestle in front of you and the best best man win and because Nick's <laughs> Greek because he's Greek and he oiled up nah, with nah. oil he won. Russell slipped no, off. I didn't hear any of that. Maybe, maybe, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear any of that. So that'd be funny to watch. But yeah. <laughs> would be good. Joseph, you just mentioned it was a pretty tough time in 2020, going through all that, you know, the media and whatnot behind the contract talk and everything. Who was your rock during that period? My mum and dad. Well, obviously, I uh, come from a big family, so I come from a uh, six sisters and a brother. So I've always. Always had our backs and, yeah, kind of just lent on them and obviously it was tough on them as well because we never experienced anything like that. But, um, yeah, I've kind of just looked at them for advice and all that stuff. So we've kind of just kept low-key and, yeah, everything happened now I'm here, so, which is a blessing, so it's good. There's nothing like family to ground you, is there? <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I've got my older sister too, so she's she's big. She um she keeps me, keeps me grounded, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, good on her. <laughs> Was it always going to be rugby league, Joseph? I mean, obviously, you went to a pretty well-known rugby union school. Like you said, it was all through the media about rugby union, rugby league. Was it always a league decision for you, or were you tossing that up between the two codes? Yeah, yeah. I was. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, I, I, as a kid, I played a lot of sports. So, uh, it's funny. My primary school teachers always said to me, "I'd, I'd have to pick one," and um, I never did. Like, I never wanted to pick one. I always wanted to play all sports, and. Um, yeah, it was tough. Obviously, it was tough, like, changing, like, because I, I played a lot of union in my older years and I played a lot of league in my younger years. So, uh, it, was, it was a tough decision, but at the end of the day, made the, like made a good one and, yeah, hopefully I'm here for a long time. So, that's no, good. Joseph, what sports do you like to relax with? What else are you good at? I'm, I'm sure you're one of them blokes that picks up a bat. I've got a couple of mates like that. They're just, they're good at everything. So, what else do you like to do in sport? Uh, when I was younger, I used to play a little bit of AFL, basketball, uh, I was I was good athletics, but I didn't really I didn't really enjoy it. It was more because you know, I was good at it. I was just doing it, but yeah, it was always yeah AFL basketballs. I like watching them sports. So yeah, mate. Fast forward now to uh, to making your first grade debut. What was that experience like at such a young age? I mean, you join a a unique group or club, if you will, of of players that debut at an age that other players marvel at. What was the experience like? Yeah, no, yeah, it was a uh, yeah crazy week. I think yeah, when Robbo um, told me that I was going to make my debut against the Broncos, it was kind of a uh, uh, yeah, it was a weird feeling because yeah, you kind of dream about that since you're a kid, and then yeah, on actual oh yeah, I went to school because I had school the next day and told my mates and all that stuff, and yeah, it was pretty cool. Like obviously, a lot of my mates wanted to come out to the game, and a lot of boys did from from Kings that end up coming out. And um, still remember what my first ten minutes on the field. I was, I thought I was actually just watching a game on TV. So I was kind of just like not in it. I wasn't in it, but I was just like watching it. I was like, "Geez, is this a TV or am I actually playing <laughs> playing footy?" And then had my first run, and I finally woke up and yeah, started playing. So no, it was a uh, it was a crazy experience. So. And you finished school now, mate. You're you're not at Kings this year. You've graduated, I hear. What do you do outside of football after school? Uh, like, are, you, are you taking any studying on, or what are you planning on doing? Yeah, uh, I'm just taking taking a year off um, this year. So just like yeah, obviously last year, I, was, I wanted to finish my HSC. So I was pretty. It was tough doing the um, HSC while I was playing footy. So I was getting in pretty early, doing a bit of tutoring and all that stuff. So yeah, I decided just to take a year off, and then hopefully next year just get into a bit of study, 
I know. <laughs> Hopefully, a bit of study. I will. Mum will make me do a bit of study, so I'll see what happens. And yeah, mum will force me to do something, so I'll see what, what I'm going to do. My son's 18 as well, and he's got absolutely no idea. So just have fun, mate. <laughs> yeah, mate. I'll, I will. I'll try to. <laughs> if you don't know what you want to do, Joseph, we know what you want to do, and that's keep putting the ball over the stripe. And you're doing yeah. that well enough. So that's all good. <laughs> Joseph. You speak about debuting and what an experience it was, and all of a sudden you hit with a your first major setback in your career with a Liz Frank injury. I've done a couple myself, so I know they're not pretty, but they're they're not very well known. So can you talk us through that injury and then how that process was like? I mean, you've got the world at your feet, and all of a sudden it's taken away. Talk us through that rehab process. Yeah, I think it was after a you know, storm game. Yeah, I did my um, Liz Frank at training. I didn't know. I thought it was just the rolled ankle foot. Like, I did something in my foot. I was just sore, so I was just kind of limping, limping around for a week. And then um, the day before, the lads went up to um, Twin Waters to stay. Yeah, I went in for some scans and then, um, yeah, they told me I did my list rank. And then, yeah, kind of, yeah, at the time, yeah, it was, wasn't ideal. But now looking back on it, I had a good good time, a good time just to finish school, just to spend time with my family, just to do little things that's outside of footy, which was, yeah, just spend time at home because I obviously had that cover break where I could stay home and spend time with the family. So, yeah, it was kind of a obviously you don't want a list train to happen in your life, but no, it was actually a blessing in the sky. So yeah, now now it's um, healed up and all good. So Joseph, can you tell us a little bit about it? I believe it's a separation of the toes from the actual foot, and it takes quite an intense amount of work and, and therapy to get right. Yeah, I think for any athlete, yeah, um, your feet are important, and yeah, like yeah, there's a separation between like the bones and. Then, they put, kind of put a screw. They put screws in to put it together, and then um, yeah, it's a lot of like rehab you had to do to obviously come back from it. So yeah, it was a long process. It's kind of a, I think it was an ACL. Like the, the physios were saying, it's like an ACL of the foot. So yeah, at the time wasn't the best hearing that news, but yeah, I kind of just took it week by week and tried to obviously come back as quick as I could and yeah, take my time with it. So. You're looking really fit at the moment. Uh, I'd say that all that extra training helped. Did you change anything in the off-season with your training? I just couldn't believe it when you ran on the field. I was like, oh, gosh, what did he do in the off-season? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think um, yeah, with age, I'm, uh, yeah, because I know I'm still young, so, like, more like every year I know I want to kind of fill out, and I hope I do. hope I get a bit bigger and stronger, so... Yeah, we spent a lot of time in the weights room and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, just kind of just picking picking tools from all the other boys, just seeing how they do things, how they do recovery, how they lift. And, yeah, I was kind of just following the steps of, like, um, Tupi, like Daniel Tupo, kind of just see what he does in the gym. And then, like, yeah, just kind of just follow my steps and see what he does so I kind of simulate him. So, yeah. Joseph, growing up, uh, obviously playing as a Penrith junior, were you a Panthers fan? No, no, I didn't. I didn't have a team. I was always, um, always loved watching players. So I've never, never, never had a team. I was always watch. I always loved watching like yeah, the best players. Interesting. Yeah. Who was who was one of your, who were a couple of your favourites? I loved. I always loved like Billy Slater, Falau. Um, yeah, I always loved watching Joey Manu. Like Joey Manu when I was younger. I always loved watching him. Um, even like Tupi as well, Daniel Tupo. So no, it's pretty cool. Like now playing with them, but yeah, I'm probably more four. I used to love watching as a kid. Well, speaking of Manu and, and Daniel Tupa, I mean, what's it like to be out there now? I mean, you're, you're holding your own, you're, you're emulating what both those players have done in your own right, in your own way. What's it like to look beside you and go, oh my God, that's that's Joseph Manu and Daniel Tupa? Yeah, no, it's pretty, uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty surreal. Obviously, as a kid, yeah, you kind of idolise these dudes and 
being next to him, like playing with him, is a, a, I, don't, I don't know what to say. It's pretty, yeah, you kind of look to your side and you see him. But, yeah, you spend every day with him, so you get to know him pretty well and all that stuff. So, yeah, like we're all good mates now. So, no, it's pretty um, yeah, surreal. I was going to ask Joseph, who is it you do kind of hang out with or gravitate to around training or get up to any mischief with? Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, probably like Johnny Mines, um, Tupo. Even like, yeah, spend a lot of time with Kiri as well. So he's a, oh, he's a good man. He's a little, little, little cheeky one. He is. <laughs> yeah, he's like an old man. Yeah, he's like always grumpy. So <laughs> <laughs> no, well, he's, he's a good got guy. kids now. He's getting less sleep and everything else. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, he's just always angry around me. And no, he's actually, no, he's a good guy. Yeah, kind of someone, <laughs> yeah, I always looked up, look up to. So he's a good guy. What influence has Robbo had on you as a player? I mean, you mentioned why. He was a big reason why he came to the club. He spoke about the culture. What about developing your personal game? Yeah, I think when I was a kid, I never I never saw like the like effort, like the little one percenters, the effort areas and all that stuff. I was used to just like not not to piss in my pocket, but I never I was I wasn't always kind of ran through tackles and all that stuff. And it was kind of not not easy, but it was more as a kid, I was just always bigger than everyone and all that stuff. So I could get through the line. Whereas now you kind of have to see like like the the one percenters of just getting that quick playable for your, for your teammate, uh, getting that kick sprint to tackle someone, and, yeah, and like tackle them in the corner. So I never really saw that as a kid. So like, yeah, Robbo kind of opened my eyes to that. That um, yeah, the one percenters of the game. So yeah, and also just little things like yeah, I think yeah, there's a lot of things he's, he's helped me with like my footy. So yeah, it's kind of just opened my eyes to the one percenters. Do you have a preferred position? I mean, obviously, you're playing very well at the wing and you take any position on the field if you could, but if you had the choice, where would you want to play? Oh, to be honest, I've never played. I never played on the centre and wing until I come I come to like the club here. So I played all my juniors at fullback 5'8", so I love playing there. Um, I don't really have a like – if I had to pick a position, I'd probably say fullback, but, yeah, like I love love playing in the centres and wing, so I don't really mind where I play, to be honest, as long as I'm on the field healthy. Ready to go. Well, you've got a good teacher there at the full pack, Teddy. He's, I'm sure he's teaching you a few tricks. Yeah, like I think, yeah, every week you get the – it's pretty cool. Like even just on the weekend, how you just kind of destroyed the Titans. <laughs> I know, you tear them apart. <laughs> but, yeah, by himself. Like, yeah, you kind of – yeah, you see that and then pick his brain every week and just see what he does and just kind of try to pick up something – week by week and you know just learn you basically learn off one of the best players in the game or is the best player in the game so yeah it's quite um, yeah amazing joseph uh you know we always ask our players our spiritual leader jared wayer hargraves i mean he's you know so strong up front what was it like meeting him for the first time and, and how's he been with you because we know that you know if you pass the jwh test you're in the side for a while and, and he's just such a strong leader for our club so you must have a lot of confidence coming out of that yeah, yeah, I still remember my first time coming into the club because my that's my dad's my dad's favorite player is actually um, Jared, and he um, I remember walking in the club and I was like because like, you obviously see what's in the like media and the TV and you think this big scary dude, and uh, I'm just standing there like I'm just sitting in my locker just quiet, have my head down. Yeah, but he's a good bloke. Like I've never yeah, he's just so like kind hearted and all that stuff. For me too, like when I watched him on TV when I was younger, I think he was the scariest person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once, once I met him at the club, I was like, oh, this guy's just yeah, kind-hearted, soft-hearted dude. So, no, he's a good man, Jared. Well, mate, we want to uh, just talk about uh, now, you know, last week's game against the Titans. Um, we seem to turn a bit of a corner. And I think uh, for the Roosters fans, 
there's a huge expectation that you players take on the field with you every week. I think everyone thinks we've had some great success over the years and must be a bit of pressure, but it was really nice to see some you know real positives come out of the game a good score teddy as he always does plays his heart out you were you know you know absolutely outstanding there joey manu put some really good passes on and and did his normal thing but as a team it seemed to be gelling more and, and it seemed to be the fans are starting to get excited about the type of footy we can play and the type of belief in in each other how'd you see it yeah you know, you know obviously after them two losses yeah you kind of had to look internally but i think there's always a belief that we could do that as a team like if you looked at us like individually you kind of look at it, the players we have it was just about um putting together like we yeah like we spoke like even kiri put everyone aside and said like this week's the week and then we kind of just turn on the screws and look what the look what the boys can do so yeah obviously them two losses are not yeah like we didn't see them as losses kind of seen them as lessons to kind of Build from that to the rest of the season. So obviously it's a it's a good win on the, on the weekend. But yeah, obviously we need we need to do a bit bit more where we can work on. There's a lot of things we can work on, and yeah, hopefully against Para we can get the dub, get the win. So yeah, yeah. Well, we saw Para last week. They've been a little bit hot and cold themselves, and I think most teams have. And you know, as we saw on Roosters Radio, all the fans that are burning their photos of Nick Politis and Russell Fairfax, yeah. and they're, they're tearing down malls at Bondi Junction. Just calm down. It's only round nine, but um, yeah. Parramatta, they looked uh, very sharp on the weekend against, you know, uh, a, a very, very strong and favoured Penrith. Uh, you know, what do we need to do to beat Parramatta this weekend? Uh, obviously, take a lot from that Titans game into this this Parra game. So, yeah, obviously, run hard. I think it's keep it simple, to be honest. Tackle hard, keep them, kick it down to their corner. We tackle them and then score some tries, so. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like I'm, not, yeah, I'm not really logistics guy, so yeah, just keep it simple and just run the ball hard, tackle hard, score some tries. Absolutely. Well, Joey, it's been a real thrill uh, having you on Roosters Radio. Our fans will absolutely love this. Uh, mate, you're a delight to watch and, um, you know, it's it's so good. I always say to, to our young guys that work in our, our environment, our work environment, everyone loves a young bloke having a go. Well, you certainly are doing that and above and, and more. And uh, I think we all wear a bit of our uh, hearts and minds out there with you on the field. And long may your success continue in your injury-free run. Um, congratulations on your form. And uh, thanks so much again. And we'd love to talk to you later on in the year. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me All on. the best, mate. Thank thanks, you. Joseph. See you, mate. Thanks. Bye. Well, there you have it, Paddy and Bells. Uh, what an impressive young man. I mean, you know, you can just tell, you know, Roosters fans have got so much, you know, excitement coming in. You know, you see someone come on. the week. It makes his debut at 17 years of age. That's incredible, Pat. I mean, you played, a, you know, a lot of rugby, you know, Waverley at a high level, the first 15, and, and we played out at Kings, and I played at Kings many years ago, and you see a guy like Joseph, and, and they, they're generational athletes, aren't they? I remember the first time I watched Joey play, it was Waverley versus Kings a couple of years ago out at Bankwest Stadium. Yep. And Waverley got up to an early lead, and the second half, he just turned it on and single-handedly brought Kings back into the game. And obviously, people had heard his name. He's been he's been a player coming through the schoolboys ranks. He's always been a dominant player. But from that moment on, I thought this kid's impressive. And you know what? When Rooster signed him, it put a big smile on my face. Yeah, absolutely. Bells, I, I think you know uh, you know when you see a player like this come through, it's it's excitement for years to come. I really hope that the checkbook's been out and the uh, contracts have been uh, the eyes are dotted and the t's are crossed. Oh, I think he'll be a rooster for a long time. I think you know he's well looked after there, and he's only so young, boys. So. He's he's just got so much more footy to play and he's going to be awesome to watch. Charlie, my son, he's 18 and he has seen him, you know, he's played a little bit of football as well and seen Joseph play and he just tore every side up that he played against and I think he'll just 
do that in the future as well. And not only a good footballer, he's a great young man. My sister-in-law teaches at King's and she just, um, she's the English teacher there. And she just said, he's just a lovely, charming young man. So, so good to have him as a rooster. And, and you know what, sitting yesterday and, and happy Mother's Day to our roosters. Mother's Woody, uh, you know, again, I hope you had a great day being sport. Bells and I spent it together with, uh, with our mothers and family, and Charlie being the same age as Joseph Suwali, I now know what to call your son, Charlie, after seeing the size of Joseph, breakfast. Because <laughs> Joseph would eat Charlie for breakfast, I'm telling you. He would. <laughs> He's a big, big, strong, athletic man. So, well, what a great interview. What a great young man. Well, fans, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back right after this to review Magic Round, where the Roosters take on the Eels. Welcome back to Roosters Radio, Bush Bells, Magic Round this week up at Suncorp. And boy, we're going to need some magic. We're coming up against the Parramatta Eels. Had a dominant win over the Penrith Panthers. I did tip the Eels, actually. I heard this, Paddy. I heard yeah, this today. Not to, not to piss in my own pocket, but I did I did put them on. And you know what? I'm tipping the Roosters this week. I think we're going to get there. How do you guys see it? Oh, I tell you what. I think uh, we're going to have to be at our best. I think we've been building for this. And I just, you know, I was hoping we would have built two weeks ago against the Dogs to where we needed to get to the level of, say, Parramatta, Penrith, Melbourne. But I'm not saying we can't do it. I'm just saying that it's probably at the beginning of what we talked about in the podcast earlier, the combinations, the chemistry and everything else. That said, we've got so much experience with Teddy, with Jared up front, you know, with Luke Keary, with Joey Manu, with Daniel Tupu. I think if our players go out there and our young guns just back them up and, as you say, Bells, hold that football. We're owned for a cracking game and Roosters can get over the line in a tight one. I'm picking, Paddy. Roosters 18, Parramatta 16. Well, I agree, boys. I think after that win on the weekend, it's given, you know, a bit of positivity back in the camp and I think they'll go into Sunday's game. It's Sunday afternoon, 4 o'clock at Suncourt, Magic Round. So, It'll be a great day out there, the crowd, the atmosphere, and I just think the boys are going to bring it home. I'm hoping that Parramatta are a little bit knocked up and bashed from the weekend, to be honest. That was a a big game against Penrith, and they are coming off the back of that win, but I think they'll take some um, soreness into our game this weekend. That there was It was very physical. So I think the boys are going to get up 24 to 22. It's going to be a close game uh, this weekend. And also don't forget, Magic Round, you can head up to East Leagues Club on Sunday afternoon. Uh, it's a four o'clock game, but they're doing the 49% off drinks again at happy hours. That's for two hours after full time on Sunday afternoon. So there's no better place than to go and watch the Roosters footy with some other Roosters fans up at East Leagues. Absolutely, Bells. Well, Patty, how do you see it? You did tip the Eels last week, but uh, you're a Roosters man through and through. Talk us through it. Yeah, Bush, I am tipping the Roosters, and I'll give you my score prediction, but I am looking forward to see Sam Walker up at Suncorp. I mean, that is that is his home. His friends get there, his family get there, and he, he always seems to turn it up at Suncorp. Sam Verrills is out with a fractured collarbone, but yeah. Connor Watson steps back in, which I'm excited to see. And Lindsay Collins taking the early guilty pleas that he's going to miss a week. But I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling we're going to go through up front, and I feel like Walker's going to turn it on. I think he's going to get a try, and I reckon we're going to get up Roosters 22, Parramatta. 18. Wow, three different scores, but so close. 
Well, that's all we've got time for on Roosters Radio this week. A very special thank you to our guest, Joseph Sawali. Such a great young man and just great to chat with him and looking forward to seeing him in the red, white and blue for many, many years to come. Make sure you watch that game on Sunday afternoon. Cheer our boys on. And as we say here at Roosters Radio, East to win. win. East know how to play the game, they play it hard and fair. East know how to win the game, they give.